everybody. It's your buddy Jack. How's everyone doing? Um, I'm hope you're having a good day. Uh, or if it's morning for you, I hope you have a good day, right? There's nothing wrong with having a good day. Sometimes they just don't seem to come often enough, right? <coughs> having one smooth day a week, that's no fun, <laughs> right? I know some people who tend to just nag and complain and nag and complain about their jobs, what they do for a living, or who they have to interact with on a daily basis, right? Or who they're not getting to interact with, you know, it's just kind of nuts out there, right? It's just nuts out there. But I hope this podcast uh, finds you blessed and on top because, you know, in my opinion, you guys know I'm a faith guy, right? Um, if you're new to my podcast and you're just coming on, this is your first one. I'm a faith guy. I um, have a pretty strong faith. I grew up in the church. My whole family is strong in their faith, right? <coughs> Granted, I don't really necessarily push that on anybody in this podcast because that's not particularly what this one is about. I do share um, sometimes some faith approaches, right? Some faith-based approaches. When I'm talking, because I'm talking um, not only about serious topics, and I share some insight from some other professionals, but I also share a lot of my own experience, strength, and hope, and some of my own consequences for some of the things that uh, I've done in the past, right? Um, because I try to be a holistic sort of approach in this podcast, I want to include everyone, right? from alcoholics, addicts, or anybody who's dealing with any sort of addiction, whether it's substances, uh, food addiction, right, gambling, pornography, sexual addictions, whatever, or if it's someone dealing with any mental health issues, right, if you've been diagnosed with uh, mental health issues and uh, um, you're struggling with that kind of thing, but not only those two groups of people, there's a third party, the families that are trying to support those people in their recovery. You guys are important too, right? And while I'm on the topic, there's variations in recovery. It doesn't necessarily have to be from addiction per se or mental health issues per se. Um, what if you're trying to recover from a divorce, right? What if you're trying to recover from a death, right? This is called Let's Talk Recovery and family, not just addiction and family or just mental health issues and family. I kind of want to be um, a, a, a holistic approach um, to everybody, right? And that's kind of what my take is um, when I'm working on um, these podcasts because addiction and mental health issues aren't always the only issues, right? There's other stuff that goes on in households, and um, unfortunately, or maybe fortunately, I've sort of had to um, learn and grow from some of those same situations, right? I've got a younger stepdaughter that's got bipolar disorder, usually untreated, doesn't like to stay on her medication, right? And then I've got a, a couple of other stepdaughters who also deal with depression. Um, my wife, who's over the course of her uh, young adulthood, dealt with depression, right? And sometimes, you know, uh, I've talked about my issues with depression, anxiety, and anger issues, right? 
And so that's a snapshot, I guess, of what it is I'm trying to do. Help everyone, or a little bit of everyone, with different topics. And uh, hopefully I'm getting that across, right? I hope that I'm, I'm getting that across. So anyway, before we get started, don't forget to hit that support button. I appreciate anything and everything you feel led to contribute. It is a blessing. I count it a blessing no matter what it is, right? Even if it's just prayer. If you get on and hit the message button, and you can there, you can either um, share your insight on something I shared, right? Uh, share your take on something I may have uh, explained or shared. Uh, if your experience was different, that's okay too. You can start a whole conversation or just let me know that you're, uh, you've got this podcast and me um, and your thoughts and prayers. That would be awesome for sure. So don't hesitate um, to do that. It's greatly appreciated. So let's get into it. Um, my topic today, taking one for granted, taking your spouse, your significant other, right? Taking them for granted, taking love for granted. And I think that's something that a lot of people fall victim to, right? As you'll hear me share. So um, taking people for granted, and that happens a lot. It doesn't necessarily have to be just you in an in a intimate relationship. Sometimes you, that happens with friends, right? Um, so here we go, talking about taking one another for granted. I love this topic because truly, I feel like any relationship could fall victim to this situation, married or not, right? I know some people um, that are just simply in friendships, right? They could tell you that at times, they too have felt taken for granted. And that, again, that's easy. You know, there are some people who feel like they're really, really, really good friends with you and tend to take that position of being your closest intimate friend, right? I'm talking, um, you know, not intimacy, friendship, just close friend. Um, but some of them will tell you that they feel like one of their closest friends tends to take them for granted. So I don't think there are too many people um, that would consider this topic strange or would be strangers to this topic. So let's look at what happens when you're in a spiritual or emotional, emotionally committed relationship, right? Where things are really, really good and close marital or not, right? You can be common law married. Um, I know that if there are some same-sex marriages, right? Um, people kind of, I know it's kind of weird, some people frown on that, but either way, you and this other person are spiritually and emotionally connected in some way, right? So we're talking about intimate partners in this particular case. It happens, right? So um, what happens is sort of you know I love the word erosion. So that's sort of what happens, right? Erosion creeps into your relationship. You guys know that I love that word because it's a good depiction, I think. Right? If you look it up, it talks about uh, the moving and slowly reshifting of um, um, land, earth, rocks, right? That kind of thing. 
of the deterioration, slow deterioration of some rocks, you know, river rocks tend to shrink in size after they've sat there for obviously decades, right? But it's a slow eroding process. I love that depiction, right? How slow a committed relationship can begin to crack is subtle, almost like slow slithering trickling right these negative forces can can come into your relationship things can move into your relationship and begin to break it down but side note it's not just thoughts feelings and emotions that can create this breakdown it could be um a so-called friend too as i mentioned doesn't have to be someone you're intimately involved in. So there's a little bit of a, a nugget, right? Something that comes in, not just thoughts, feelings, and emotions, but it could be a friend, right? Let's say you're in an intimate relationship with someone and one of y'all's friends, okay? In this particular case, I'll use husband and wife scenario, right? Let's say one of y'all's friends doesn't really care too much for your spouse and every once in a while will just sort of drop a negative nugget in your ear right man it doesn't take long so be careful who your friends are especially your single friends right when you're in a committed relationship so Taking each other for granted, I think, is something that's easy um, to become victim to. Maybe more so when you're when you've been in a long relationship, you get comfortable, right? You get comfortable, maybe too comfortable, and just it sort of just happens. This is one of many reasons why they say marriage takes work, which is so true. Marriage takes work. Right. I've mentioned before, my wife and I, in just a few months, will be married 22 years. But that almost didn't happen. We weren't married a year and a half and we separated. She left me. Right. Um, And luckily, seven months later, I think it was um, a a big God thing. I remember I'm a faith guy. So I do. I do um, feel like it was a God thing that my marriage was restored. Right? So, take that into consideration. You get comfortable. And it happens. This is one of many reasons why, again, they say marriage takes work. It takes work to stay in tune to each other's needs, wants, desires. It takes work to remain that, to maintain that spiritual and emotional connection that brought you together in the first place. Right? It seems like people forget that. I don't know what happens. I guess you do just get comfortable. One popular piece of advice given by many marriage counselors, right? And some addictions counselors, too, because that's one thing a lot of addictions counselors do when they're talking about recovery um, and they're involving the family or a spouse in their uh, client's recovery. you got to develop a plan. Right? Because the guy's going to be, or girl, husband, wife, whichever one, 
um, is going to be leaving treatment at some point. So you bring in the significant other person um, and you share things, right? You give advice and you share your thoughts and concerns, right? So when you're thinking of overall recovery, it is, uh, it's uh, not to be taking your partner for granted. In order to fan um, the flames of romance, right? The argument goes, it's helpful to introduce changes and uncertainty into a relationship, which is true. Some people like to have unexpected things happen in their relationship, right? Some people like that suspense. Um, some people like that adventure, you know, um, people will tell you, <clears throat> I like guys or gals that are outgoing, adventurous, right? That kind of thing. Some people like that, which is okay. Nothing wrong with that. But taking your partner for granted, on the other hand, is typically associated with stability and confidence, right? Not so much those other things. <clears throat> It has to be associated or can be associated with stability and confidence in this sort of status quo, right? Everybody's relationships are should be running smooth or, you know, it's just kind of a thing. Um, but this can lead to the assumption that no further effort or resources are needed to be invested. Man, that happens a lot. You just drop the ball. You're married you know, two, three years, four years, that can happen. Five years can happen. You're creeping up on 10 years or like my wife and I over 20. Sure, if you're not careful, you can begin to do things or begin to not do those things that would imply investment, right? So you have to be careful there. Continually, continued investment, continual affection, right? Listen, even animals do it. I love wildlife shows, and I've kind of been into those the last few months here lately. Um, I love wildlife shows. I've seen prides of lions continually show affection and reassurance to each other. Even male lions, watch these shows. They'll nuzzle each other. They'll rub each other, right? You see them lick to clean each other. This is creating and maintaining strong bonds, right? So they're showing each other affection. You know, they're not like humans. They can't go buy flowers and cars and stuff like that. So they're limited to what they can do. But as people, we tend to forget to do even some of these little things. There's many dictionary definitions for being taken for granted, right? One includes to fail to appreciate the value, right? Another one, to treat someone in a careless or indifferent manner. These definitions are independent and the presence of one does not necessarily imply the presence of the other. But there's a couple of short definitions um, to consider. Yet these definitions are not adequate when describing taking a partner for granted, right? 
but there's different variations of it. Especially when there's profound love, when you love each other intimately. In such love, the definition um, definitions are associated with trust and related to promoting the partner's flourishing. Coming together and flourishing as a, as a strong couple. To clarify, let me first discuss the distinction between romantic intensity and profund, profundity. P-R-O-F-U-N-D-I-T-Y means deep insight, great depth of knowledge of or thought of, right? So there's a couple of definitions on what kind of couples or marriages um, there could be. First, here's a quote from I found from Psychology Today. We cannot be happy if we expect to live all the time at the highest peak of intensity. Happiness is not a manner of intensity, but of balance and order and rhythm and harmony. It's a quote from uh, uh, Thomas uh, Merton. I found again at uh, Psychology Today. I love that website. You should look into it. There's so many things. So many things that you can read and catch up on that deal with Oh, I think the list is endless. I think I've found all kinds of things um, on there that is helpful to a lot of people. Romantic intimacy or intensity is like a snapshot of a given moment, but in romantic profundity, the temporal dimensions of love has great significance. Romantic intensity expresses the superficial momentary measure of passion. So there's the difference. Often, sexual, right, uh, our strong desire is included in that romantic profundity embodies frequent acute occurrences of intense love over long periods of time, along with romantic experiences that meaningful, resonating love in all dimensions of life, right? Helping individuals flourish and thrive. Time is a crucial aspect of romantic profundity, but hardly relevant, right? The difference is, I think, when you're thinking about that romantic in intensity, that may come along with um, what you feel in the early stages of creating a relationship, right? I think that's where that happens. Whereas this other one is referring to long periods or long-term couple um, relationship. Really, what I've learned in my experience is that just having purposeful, right, and doing the little things in your relationship, you have to become more purposeful in doing those little things, right? You know, in the beginning stages of a, of a relationship, everybody's got this whatever they do, right? But as time goes on and you get comfortable, as I said earlier, right, you do have to become more purposeful in trying to do those things 
that make it fun, make it unique, right? So, yes, I do. I do feel like that is important to be able to, as your relationship progresses and longevity is there, right? It's longer and longer. You do have to become more purposeful in doing all those little things in your relationship. It's easy to become comfortable in a long-term relationship, right? Everybody knows that it's easy. You just stop. We tend to stop doing all the little things that we did, right? You tend to stop doing all the little things you did to get each other's attention. You remember all that early relationship stuff, uh, right? So remember to be purposeful because we do, right? We get stuck. We get laxed. Right, and you stop doing all those little things you did, like I said, way back when you're trying to get each other's attention in the first place, right? It seems that all of those things, the cards, the flowers, the big or little surprises, all came easy when you were brand new, right? When you had the butterflies in the stomach kind of relationship going on and it was brand new, it happens. It happens. That's why it's important to discuss these things because it doesn't take much taking your partner for granted does not imply doing repetitive boring activities when love is profound romantic activities are calm yet still very dynamic meaning you don't have to have every evening the you know, the candlelit dinner, right? You can have calm moments. The calmness stems from the trust in the loved ones and you love and the love you have in the relationship, not merely for the present, but in the future as well. The dynamic nature is due to the ongoing activities that lovers have, couples have, that they're constantly sharing. <coughs> But they don't, again, have to be this big, loud, boisterous thing. You don't have to have a Valentine's setting every night at dinner, right? I remember, if you guys recall, I mentioned, uh, <coughs> sorry, but having lived in Oregon for six years, right? 2015 to 2021, my wife and I worked together. We worked in the, uh, we've worked in mental health and addiction in the addiction field for a long time. But this was to be the first time that we actually worked together. Okay, uh, so although her and I seemed to always be together, now we were working together at this point, right? Which is true, we we're always together. We did all kinds of stuff together, but never really actually worked together until this particular job. We moved to Oregon um, to run or manage an opiate addiction medication-assisted treatment clinic, right? So, needless to say, we were always together and can become, that can become very tiring in a marriage, can be very trying, right? We had to work hard to stay interested in life, not just our own, but also in each other's life. Of course, living in a new place helped, right, obviously. 
there's lots of hiking and to do visiting the coast we did quite a bit right and my favorite going on those good long mountain motorcycle rides man and luckily my wife loves to ride motorcycle too as a passenger um because she says she likes to look around too much it probably wouldn't be safe to her to be in control of the bike which that makes sense right but we were fortunate that we had this new place new environment to help kind of keep us distracted you know and so we were doing a lot of new things in a new place together but what i'm saying is that to make this um to make my point love for each other and the calmness came from uh it, it came from us having the trust right when we would make our 20 minute drive home from the job from the clinic um it was because we had, we moved out of where the town was and moved down the road away so it was a little bit of a commute right most of the times depending on how stressful the day was of course we wouldn't say two words to each other during the whole drive i say whole drive again it was only 20 minutes but not because we were um not interested right not because we didn't have anything to say right but because we didn't have to we didn't feel obligated to have to speak to each other there's a degree of trust in that when you work hard to nurture your connection uh, not on each other you don't take each other for granted right so you can have those small peaceful calm moments like that as i mentioned earlier mentioned having calmness right trust is one of the most frequent attributes associated with the experience of being in love my view concerning taking your partner for granted is based upon the essential role of trust and profound love trust does come with risk we all know that the risk of betrayal but still typically involves a positive attitude toward your partner right and the optimism concerning his or her trustworthiness trust does not mean ignoring the risk just not constantly worrying about it constant suspicion is incompatible with trust and can ruin a relationship <laughs> we all know how that goes right in profound love we are found continually on guard calmness and feeling comfortable are core characteristics of profound love being on guard is the opposite of that you shouldn't have to always be on guard right why can't you have those moments like that where there's some peace time like my wife and i are not talking for dang near 20 minute drive right and not suspect something and profound love taking the partner for granted um, in the deeper sense that is being relaxed about the partner's activities 
I don't stress about what my wife does when I'm not around, right? That is compatible with trust. Just as trust does not mean ignore the risk, taking a partner for granted also does not mean ignoring the need to fan the romantic flames, right? It does not mean that you always have to be fanning those romantic flames, right? I know I've seen couples where if one's not loving on the other one, it's holding hands. I've seen it holding hands. Man, couples, I've, I've seen fight over that, right? Just because he or she doesn't want to hold your hand in that moment doesn't necessarily mean anything, right? But the essence remains trust and calmness can be together. When you're taking each other for granted and feeling a little bit of turbulence in your relationship, right? Those quiet moments like what I described with my wife and I, that usually brings question and doubt for people. Guys who tend um, to take their wives or girlfriends for granted um, are driven to do a check-in scenario. If you were in that situation, like my wife and I, driving, right, and she didn't say anything to you, would you feel some sort of way? That's a question from my guy, listeners, right? You heard them say, why? And I have. This is true. I have heard lots of people, lots of guys mainly, say this. You've heard them say, why aren't you talking to me? Are you mad or something? And really, it's interesting that you're really just having a quiet moment. Right? But that implies, to me anyway, it implies that you probably haven't been as attentive to the relationship as you probably should be. So the moment that she's quiet for no reason, just thinking, pondering the meaning of the meaning of life, right? That happens. But I've heard guys, it's just crazy. What are you talking? Who are you talking to? Why aren't you talking to me? Are you mad or something? Right? One that gets me is, um, when there's nothing said and no real nonverbals to speak of, right? She's not like huffing and puffing, got her arms crossed, right? Uh, nothing sticks out. Uh, but he or she, I've seen it go both ways, can still ask, what's with the attitude? That's so funny to me, right? It's like there wasn't anything. I didn't see anything. Like I mentioned, the crossed arms, the huffing and puffing, the eye rolling, right? None of that stuff happening. But some guys know they're in a turbulent situation, maybe feel a little bit guilty. And I say guys, but you know, some women have done this too. And the question is, what's with the attitude? You feeling guilty, bro? <laughs> Why did you ask that question? Right? Maybe you're taking someone for granted. And sometimes you tend to know it. 
that could be the case. Now, as far as some signs for that, here are a few signs um, that you might recognize, right? Um, their wishes are always more important than yours. Here's another one. You feel like your feelings are never considered. You have no... Oh, you have to initiate every interaction. That one probably gets in the way the most, right? When you know that you're the one that has to initiate most intera interactions, no matter what it is, right? Wives, girlfriends should not always be the ones asking to go out to dinner, to go to a movie, to just go to the park, to just go for a walk, right? It shouldn't be one way. Here's another one. They don't seem interested in what you have to say, right? Oh, man, I'm telling you, people can pick up on this stuff. If you're listening and you are questioning whether or not you're taking your significant other person for granted, know this. If any of these things, and I got a couple more, are going on, it's so subtle. Remember, I mentioned it's so subtle. They're picking up on it. Trust me, they're picking up on it. Another one is, they don't compliment you. Mm. Another one, they don't listen to you when you talk right that probably happens a lot and the other one i've got to share this is just a few of a bunch if you actually google this you'll probably find a list two or three times this long but this is the ones i've got the last one you're expected to make sacrifices or work around them and their plans but it's never the other way around mm. Mm, be cautious of doing that. I don't know why you want to put yourself in a position to be the one taking anyone for granted anyway. I mean, I get it. There are just some people by nature that are just selfish and self-centered, right? That's how the term narcissist came around. Um, to, anyway, just be nice, right? Just be nice. It's the omissions that speak volumes about the state of a relationship. This comes from a senior therapist, Sally Baker, right? Paying attention is a useful way of characterizing what love is. We pay attention to things or people we love. Ooh, that's a good point she made, right? That is a great point. You know, you're being taken for granted, right, in a maraud of subtle and not-so-subtle ways as attention shifts and changes away from you. And remember, I just said it can be subtle. You may not even recognize that it's beginning to happen. The tricky thing about a lack of appreciation is that it can happen slowly and subtly. That's what I mean by erosion in a relationship. It's not a fast infection that happens. Tune into your own emotions, right? Stay tuned to yourself. Know what you're thinking and feeling, right? Don't dismiss your feelings if 
your intuition is telling you that you're not being valued. Everybody talks about women's intuition, right? I don't know if guys can have that same sort of, I guess for us it would just be a simple gut feeling, I don't know. But that intuition that seems to be so important to women, right? That's the tool they use, guys. They can kind of get the picture early on, right? Your subconscious mind might, might as well pick up on feeling unappreciated before it impacts on your conscious reality. So your subconscious might begin to pick up on it, right? Way before it becomes obvious to your conscious reality, right? So it's going to start with the intuition. It's going to start in the gut for us guys, I guess. So be mindful of that. When you think that someone may be taking you for granted, realizing that you're being taken for granted by your partner is um, important to notice. It can be brutal, right? But it does create, to put it bluntly, pretty crappy feeling within you. I can have a, uh, it can take um, a toxic, it can have an, a toxic impact on your relationship and on you as an individual. If someone doesn't feel appreciated in their relationship, the biggest impact will be on the relationship itself, as well as that person that's having those negative feelings, of course, right? When it's you having the gut feeling or the intuition that your significant other person just doesn't quite seem as invested, right? You might start arguing over little things. You might become less emotional, more distant, less enthusiastic, right? Sounds like more eroding, You know, that's my favorite word. All of this has a direct effect on the relationship. What is really upsetting is that, mm, is that it could become really, you could become really close to being spiritually and emotionally bankrupt before this situation makes itself clear. You find yourself wondering why you're just exhausted in this relationship. And you can, all, you can sense the detachment, right? And all of a sudden you are already feeling this spiritual or emotional bankruptcy occurring. You don't feel that strong draw towards that person anymore because they've distanced themselves right? They've taken you for granted. They think that things are just going to be everything. And one day you find yourself wondering, what is happening? Right? And it just happens so slowly. Appreciating someone makes them feel good about what they do and the efforts they're making in the relationship that makes a difference to them and in turn makes a difference
to your relationship. Man, that little saying, happy life, happy wife, man, that's so true. Pretty simple concept, but it's so true. And I can sense when my wife realizes that I'm in tune to her. And it doesn't take much. I mentioned the lines, doing a little nuzzling thing, right? I don't mind doing that. I come home from work at 5 o'clock. My wife's in there already, you know, chopping stuff up for dinner. It doesn't take but a little bit to walk up behind her, put my arms around her, and kiss her on the back of the neck, right? Come on, guys. Get it together. It doesn't take that much. A little bit of effort goes a long way. Don't take your significant other person for granted. But, you know, I hate to say it, but it's true. Sometimes they'll find somebody else that appreciates them more. Right? And I, I get it. Sometimes that's not really anybody's fault. Long-term relationships like I'm talking about, my wife and I, Creeping up on 22 years of marriage, yes. It's very easy to get comfortable, right? You find contentment and your relationship. But that's not a very good place to be in. Not a good place to be in. That's another reason, like I said, why relationships take work. In the beginning, it was easy, right? Because you're what they call that to the older folks call that courting during that courting time frame, right? You're sending cards and flowers and little love letters, or now it's text messages, right? Little heart emojis and all that stuff. And you're putting forth this effort to make yourself come across a little more romantic than you probably really are. And then what? Five years down the road, all those little things. I'm guilty of it too. There are times where I have to be cognizant of my wife and our marriage. And as I said earlier, be purposeful in doing some of those little subtle things that make her feel good, right? Don't take your significant other people for granted. And if you've been in a long relationship, a long marriage, really do a little bit of an inventory, right? And ask. Maybe ask. It's like, are there little things that I've stopped doing? Right? But I'm willing to bet you probably know what they are. Right? I remember <laughs> trying to be somewhat romantic. I'd create this little scene with, you know, candlelight and stuff like that. And I would freeze grapes so I could use them for ice cubes and a glass of wine. Right? It's a pretty cool little thing. But... I haven't done that in forever. I still do other things, but that particular thing, I haven't done that. And I know I haven't done that, right? But I can promise you, I don't feel like my wife feels taken advantage of. I do the best I can. And maybe that comes from being a counselor. I don't know. Um, or maybe it comes more from the mistakes I have made, right? They both had battle scars from previous relationships. And I've done some pretty hurtful things to my current wife, too, way back in the beginning, 20 years ago. Right? And maybe it's knowing 
and acknowledging those behaviors is what's changed how I approach her now. So do the inventory, right? I appreciate you guys. Thanks for listening. I hope you got something out of this podcast too. I enjoyed this one. I love talking about those kinds of relationships issues, those kind of relationship issues, right? So hope you enjoy it. Share it. Um, if you feel like you know someone who is being taken advantage of, being taken for granted, or if you know someone who's doing the taking for granted of someone else, right? It's always a good lesson. Appreciate your time. Until next time, see you soon. Bye.